Life Audio. Hey, sis, and welcome to Inside Out with Courtney. It's a podcast that helps thousands of women all around the globe, just like you, growing Christ, character, calling, career, and community. Join me along with occasional guests as we talk about biblical truths, overcoming issues of life as Christian women, while also being encouraged and equipped for every good work as we await the return of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Courtney Richard, and after a quick commercial break, we'll get ready to start growing from the inside out. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, again, welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about a phrase that I believe a lot of us are familiar with, and it's called, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you waiting for something, sister? Are you waiting for God to move on a dream or a vision that he's shown you? Let me tell you, I have totally been there before. And so this phrase is very familiar to me. And so we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Now, let me tell you something. If you are listening to this episode and you are right now, I want to tell you that I have already gone ahead and prayed for you. That's right. I have prayed for you. And the reason why is because there are a lot of people that could be listening to this episode But I prayed ahead because I said, Lord, whoever's listening to this, help them to know that you see them, that you know them, that you know exactly what they're going through, you know exactly what they've been praying for, and that you have them on your heart and on your mind. And so that was my prayer before you clicked onto this. And so I just want you to know that God knows exactly where you are. All right. And this is the thing. The best is yet to come. Okay, the best is yet to come. Now, you know, I like to break down the understanding of words. And so this is a phrase right now. And so this actually originated from a British poet and his name was Robert Browning. So the quote, the best is yet to come, it was actually a line from one of his poems. So here we have this British poet who is speaking, the best is yet to come. And then he also tells us to trust God 
that is so powerful and that is so amazing because while we're waiting on God to move and to do his best work in our lives, we have to trust him. It's not easy, but he calls us to trust him because he's a good, good father. And I'm going to talk about more about this character of God in just a moment. But for now, I also want to let you know what it says in the Merriam-Webster dictionary is defined as good things have happened, but even better things will happen in the future. Ooh, I don't know about you, but that sounds good. That sounds really, really good. (laughs) So think about that. Like, let that just marinate, right? Like, meditate on that for just a little bit. Good things have happened, but even better things will happen in the future. So this is something that God is going to do in the future. So it's not yet. It's for an appointed time. All right, so let's move on because I want to share a few things with you that's going to help you to wait on God while he's working out his best plan for your life. You ready? All right, let's go ahead and do it. So number one, I'm going to talk about waiting on God. I've already kind of hinted at it, but I want to go into this a little bit more because a lot of times when we are waiting on God's best, it has to do with purpose or a dream, or a vision, kind of like I mentioned a little bit earlier. And it's something that you've been just kind of sitting with God in your devotional time and in prayer, or maybe you were in church and it came to pass, the pastor may have spoken it, or maybe you were at a conference or you heard it on a, these days, a YouTube video or something where God spoke through someone and now you're waiting on this to come to pass, right? So whether you have gotten it from the Holy Spirit himself, or whether someone has spoken it, or whether you read it, or you heard it somewhere, but it has happened. And you're just waiting for it to happen in your actual life. So it's coming, but it hasn't happened yet. So it's this great expectancy. Okay, so let me tell you a personal story about what happened to me. One day I was working on an event and a friend of mine reached out to me and she said, Courtney, I know you're working on an event right now and I know you're really, really busy, but you need to fill out this form. There's a speaking opportunity and you have to fill out the form to be considered to be a speaker. And I was like, I looked at it and I saw who it was and I was like, okay, that's like a no brainer. So I put that aside for a moment and I went ahead and I filled out the form and they were only like going to select a few more people. And so I went ahead, did it, submitted, had to wait. So while I was waiting, you know, it took a couple of weeks. And so, you know, you're praying and you're like, okay, God, I really, really want this. Please do this, Lord, all the things. And so one day I was at the hairdresser and I was leaving and I got in my car and I'm driving up the road. And all of a sudden I got the email that came through. I had this ding, right? It was like, ding. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, real quick while I was at a red light. And I put it beside me and I went and I pulled into the coffee shop. And after I got my coffee, I prayed and I sat there. But here's the thing. This is what I heard. The best is yet to come. And I knew, oh my gosh, I knew that the Holy Spirit was preparing me for some disappointing news. And when I opened it up, they said, thank you for submitting your application, but right now we have all of our topics, and so we're not going to be able to accept your topic this year, but please consider resubmitting for next year. And so my heart sunk. Oh my gosh, I was so hurt, and I was so disappointed because I really, really wanted this opportunity. I mean, this was a really big opportunity, but the Holy Spirit prepared me and quickened me and let me know that the best was yet to come. And so he was just reminding me of things that I had been reading because I saw the plaque. I had the plaque in my house that said the best was yet to come. And so he was just reminding me, let me tell you something. God can use anybody (laughs) in anything to get a message to you. Hello, he used a donkey, okay? And so I just went on, continued on with my event. And guess what I did though? 
I went ahead and I resubmitted for the next year. That's what they said to do, right? So that's exactly what I did. Well, I waited a few more weeks and guess what? It happened. Yes, it happened. My topic got selected and I became a speaker for this major event. And let me tell you something, it opened the door for so many other speaking opportunities for me, but it was yet for the appointed time. You see, the message that God had given me the year before was not the message that God wanted to use for the people who were going to be attending that year. But the year that he appointed me to do it, amen, it was a divine appointment, then I was able to speak. And so God knows he has a plan and he knows exactly when and how he wants to execute that plan. And let me tell you, there were a couple of things that I learned from that experience. One, I wasn't expecting that. Remember, my friend reached out to me. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't hunting for it. It happened. It just kind of happened. And in that moment, God was showing me that there's going to be opportunities that I'm going to open up for you and doors that I'm going to open up for you. And it's the same thing that he wants to do for you, dear listener. I want you to know there are things that you're not even looking for because that is God's best. The best is yet to come. So while you wait, seek him, sister. Seek him, dear listener. Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Well, we just heard a word from our Lord, but for now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. And when I get back, I'm going to talk to you about how to deal with disappointments while you wait on your best to come. Stay tuned. Well, all right. Welcome back. Now, for starters, I want to tell you, what does disappointment actually mean? Well, by definition, it means sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Mm. Just kind of sit with that for a moment. The non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. And this is so true. And disappointment, again, it's that sad, sunken feeling. I'm telling you, I've been there. When I sat in that car and I got that news with that event, I was like, oh my gosh, I was sad. I really was. I was disappointed. But again, disappointments are going to come. But I do want to tell you this. Disappointments are on the way to your divine appointment. So disappointments are going to happen in our lives. God is going to allow those things to happen. It's because he wants to show forth his glory and his power and his perfect timing and all of the awesomeness that he wants to do in your life. Because let me tell you something, when he does move, what are you going to do? You're going to lift up your hands. You're going to praise him. You're going to lift up your hands. You're going to say, that's why I had to wait. He's going to show you just a little bit of a glimpse of why you had to wait. And sometimes we may not even know why we had to wait until we get to the other side of glory, right? Until we get to heaven. But sometimes he gives us that and he'll show us that's why you had to wait on that good thing. That's why you had to wait on my best. So again, disappointments are going to come in our lives, but it's how we handle those disappointments when they come. And so when they come, it's good to talk to God, like be honest with him and let him know, Lord, that really hurt. Oh my gosh. Like I'm so disappointed. I'm so sad about that. And I need you to help me. I need you to strengthen me. I need you to encourage me. David encouraged himself in the Lord. And so sometimes you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to say, you know what? Okay. That happened, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep moving. And that is exactly what I want you to do. And that's exactly what God would want you to do is to get up and to keep moving. Because here's the thing, the vision or that dream is yet for an appointed time. It is for the future. Remember, we've been talking about that. It's for the future. And a lot of us are familiar with Habakkuk, right? So I'm going to read from Habakkuk 2.3. And this is what it says. It says, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. And so we just talked about disappointments, right? That non-fulfillment. Well, let me tell you something. When God is going to do something, it will be fulfilled. And so in Habakkuk, that's a prophetic book. 
And so God was telling him, there is something that's going to happen in the future, but it's not going to happen yet. But just know that my vision is going to come to pass. So whatever God has shown you in your private time, whatever God has spoken to you quietly in your private time, or even through a prophetic word, believe it, but just hold on to it and understand that it is yet to come. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next point, which is God is good and he is working. Okay, I want you to believe that. I want you to own that. And you probably already know I'm going to give you this verse. Are you ready for it? You ready? You probably already know, but I'm going to say it anyway. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. I know that you love him. And I know that you're called according to his purpose. Amen. And so you got to know and believe and trust that he is working all things out for your good. But another thing I want to tell you something is, guess what? God is not going to withhold any good thing from you. Psalm 84, 11 tells us that. It promises that. It says the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. Are you doing the right thing? Think about it. Is there any sin in your life that you need to confess to God, that you need to repent of? Because here's the thing. He's not going to withhold any good thing from you if you're walking uprightly in him. So if you're not walking uprightly in him, go ahead and fix it. Get it right. And if you have sinned against God, just ask him to forgive you and repent. And repentance is a 180. It's not a 360, right? You turn it around. You change. You live a transformed life in that situation. I know we're going to sin. We're going to mess up sometimes, but we go to God and we ask him to forgive us. We confess. We do all the things that I mentioned, and then we begin to move forward. Now, the last thing that I want to share with you is surrender. And I know that's not easy. I know it's not easy when you are wanting God to move in your life right now. But sometimes God calls us to surrender so that he can give us the best thing. So surrender that small thing so he can give you that big thing. I don't know if you're familiar with this meme that a lot of us see on social media. And it's a picture of this little girl that's holding this little bear in front. And then Jesus is kneeling down and he is holding this big bear behind his back. And oh my gosh, it is so amazing what he does. This is what he tells her. Just trust me. And she says, but I love it, God. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now you either love or hate that picture, okay? I've been in both places. Because <laughs> when I really want something, I'm like, God, please, why? Why do I have to give this up? I really, really want this. And then Jesus says, I got something better. I've got something bigger if you just let it go. And let me tell you, I'll never forget the time when I was at an event and an older woman walked up to me and she was just sipping her coffee and I was sipping my coffee and she had her cookie in her hand and I had mine. And just out of the blue, she said, you know, sometimes we settle for good when God wants to give us his best. But let me tell you, when she told me that, she had no idea that I had been working on like this monthly thing that I was having women come to. And it was just these small numbers. And, and, you know, God can do anything through numbers. I'm not saying it has to be this big, large crowd or anything like that. But in my mind and in my thoughts, right, my thoughts, I was imagining all these women are going to be in this room. We're going to be doing Bible study and all this kind of stuff. And it was just a few women that will come. And I equated it right back to what she said. And it was like God was showing me, you're doing this, but I want to do so much more. And let me tell you something. When I ended up doing a different event, it was a sold out room. It was a sold out room because it was God's best and it was his timing. Remember, we're talking about God's best and his timing. 
It has to align, sister. It has to align, dear listener. I want to tell you that right now, okay? It has to align with his will, his way, his thoughts, his plan. So surrender. If you've got to let it go, sometimes we're just letting it go for a moment and then God's going to raise it up in his due time. And sometimes he's saying surrender it all because I want to do something completely different. Let me tell you, there's something that I'm working on that I actually was working on recently. And the Lord said, I want you to lay that down. Everything around me was like, surrender it, surrender it, surrender it. And I didn't want to, but then I saw that meme again. And this time when I saw that meme, I said, okay, I hear you, Lord. I'm going to give up this little thing for that big thing that you want to do in my life and in my ministry. And here I am right now. All right. So let me just tell you, God is good. We need to wait on his best because let me tell you something. His best is yet to come. And oh, it's going to be so good. Let me tell you right now, I'm wearing a wristband that says Ephesians 3.20. And on the other side, it says God is able. And I want to read Ephesians 3.20 to you. It says, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Sister, he is able and his best is yet to come. Thanks for joining me. Well, I pray that this episode has helped you. Also, if you need prayer or just want to let me know how this episode has served you, you can email me directly at InsideOutWithCourtney at gmail.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media, subscribe to the Inside Out With Courtney podcast and blog, and don't forget to tell other women about it. I'd also love it if you could leave a review and also don't forget to grab a freebie of your choice at CourtneyRichard.com. If you're hosting an event, let me know all about it by visiting CourtneyRichard.com slash booking. Now, before I go, I just want to take a quick moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with me on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. And let me tell you something, they've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. All right, and that's it for now. Until next time, remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. So let's get ready from the inside out. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.